0: Hello, and welcome to today's Unpacked Short. I'm Charlie Pickles, and I am joined by Sally Chatterton. Hello. Hello. And also, of course, our font of all unpacked knowledge, Peter Franklin.
1: Thank you, and hello. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, today is one of those days when Peter has written about a subject which is not immediately obvious what on earth we're talking about. Well, so. <laughs> All right. For me, it's not immediately obvious. Uh, Sally's totally nailed this one. Um, So, Peter, we're talking about accelerationism. And the title of your Unpacked that we're discussing is Accelerationism, Blue Labour, and a crucial debate over the future of work. So, before we get on to that debate and blue labour, can you please explain, for me at least, what accelerationism is?
1: Okay. Well... This is to do you with... You can tell
0: this is complicated by the deep breath you <laughs> yes. have, to, have to take before he starts.
1: This is to do with the British left, especially the Labour Party, now under Jeremy Corbyn. Now, there's Jeremy Corbyn has this image of being a kind of 1970s throwback. However, in the people that kind of support him, there's a strain of... of um thought which is much more about the 2070s than the 1970s and they believe that we can get to communism or you know a thoroughly socialist system by accelerating progress on the implementation of technology and things like that so so that we're in such a productive economy that there's so much money to go around and robots are doing all of the work that we can finally have this um, socialist paradise in which everyone just gets an allowance for the states and all of our needs are taken care of.
0: Which is the fully automated luxury <laughs> communism uh, that Peter you've written about before in fact. Indeed
1: yes this is this fantastic phrase that is very um, excites certain people on 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 the far left of British politics.
0: Okay, so essentially we need to speed up the process so that robots can take over all the jobs and we can all just live lives of luxury in our kind of communes or s- something like that.
2: Something like that,
0: Sally. Yes. What, well, I mean, what, why
2: why might this be a problem? Well, it's interesting, isn't it, that the idea that um, if we don't need to work for money, um, so we don't need to work, it, it almost sort of makes you question what it actually is to be human then, isn't it? What is it just to exist? But the trouble with that is, if we're taking acceleration to its logical conclusion, uh, and so everything is automated, um, the problem is, we've talked about this before, haven't we? Communities break down, we become atomised, and what do we do with ourselves?
0: And so essentially, because ultimately, and you know, several of us have written about this for Unheard, work is about so much more than just a wage. So, I mean, there's reams of evidence that's been done looking at the impact of work on, for example, well-being. And we know that that being in a job, as opposed to being unemployed, has a big positive impact on an ind- individual's well-being. And that's because it's good for your health. It's good for your mental health, your physical health. You know, it has. it's where you build and develop social networks and relationships. You get a sense of satisfaction, of purpose you know a boost to your self-esteem so if none of us are getting that via our workplace and you know and it is worth acknowledging that not everybody in fact large swathes of people are not getting that even in work but for those of us who do where do we find that in a world of of you know luxury
1: automated communism well this is the point made by um Uh, a rival faction uh, within the Labour family which is a school of thought called Blue Labour. Now these are non-Marxists, they're they're very much communitarian in their beliefs. Um, Some people say they're kind of quite culturally conservative as well, Um, but they're certainly opposed to this idea of accelerationism and the idea that post-work, a post-work society is. Um, viable or a good thing even if it were viable for all the reasons that you've explained and um, they think that actually you know people on the left should concentrate on improving work conditions dealing with a lot of the problems with um, uh, the way they're treated by um, some employers anyway. Um, and, um, and they think that this whole accelerationist idea is a complete red herring.
0: And I suppose, I mean, we should just briefly touch on the fact that um, obviously, you know, one of the most important underpinnings of this brave new world where no one works would be a universal basic Income, yes, and and that's effectively a sort of you know replacement wage, if you like, um, for everybody. There's no means test, you know, kind of doesn't matter whether you've got other sources of income or anything like that. Yes. Um, it's just a sort of handout from the state. Yes, I, I mean, Peter, is is that is that a viable option?
1: Well, we've got to remember that actually millions of people across the Western world do live on handouts from the states, and you can look at various examples to see that actually you know, it doesn't work out well for, co- for communities that are substantially workless. It doesn't create happy lives. I mean, that that is uh, quite the opposite.
0: I remember looking at a study several years back when I was writing about welfare reform that found that actually, you know, the source of your income has a big impact on um, how kind of socially included you feel. And so, you know, actually a pound from benefits um, Often made you feel more socially excluded than a pound from earnings, or i.e., from going to work. And so, you know, it really is very important to think about the non purely financial aspects of yeah, we're constantly life. constantly
2: talking about the dignity of work, aren't we? And how not working affects us. You just, you only need to look at America, don't you, to see, you know, what happens when in big pockets of. Workless communities. Yeah, thinking I mean, about the deaths of despair. And
0: absolutely, opioid crisis. Mm. You know, suicides. Kind of people who have dropped out of
2: the labour market and struggle. Looked at that in some detail, didn't you, for unheard not so long ago? He did, and we will indeed link that mm.
0: uh, on the website uh, to this unpacked short. Um, and then, I guess, finally, Peter, you comment at the end of your um, unpacked that. You know We should at least be I suppose grateful that labor are thinking um, about what the future might hold and and how we um, deal with you know AI automation, kind of the you know the replacement mm. of jobs by robots um, and I think what you 're effectively saying is conservatives could you wake up
1: Yes, well, <laughs> I should point to um, the article which I have unpacked here, which is in the New Statesman, and it's by Jonathan Rutherford who's one of Blue Labour's leading thinkers and there's an awful lot more discussion about that debate in Labour um, but yes at least they're having that debate and unfortunately on the right um, there seems to be very maybe, <laughs> maybe because it's too busy in government but you know in government you should actually be articulating and developing uh, a vision for the future of the country.
2: Yes, they just seem paralysed, don't they, in in response to what's coming down down the
1: line. Exactly. I mean, given the context of Brexit, which is all about, well, has been sold as a new start for this country, well, what is this new start? And where better to start thinking about it than the future of work?
0: Well, that seems like a pretty good place to end our unpacked short today. Uh, A little bit of a plea there to the government to start thinking about one of the most fundamental questions that the nation is facing. I mean, if that's not too much to ask. Um, Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate it, as always. Um, And thank you, of course, to Peter and Sally for our riveting discussion thank you also to james coney who has produced our podcast please do subscribe um on whichever the app is that you listen to your podcasts on Uh, and also do think about rating us if you have enjoyed the podcast today